Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well, good morning. This morning and all through the month of January, we're talking about these New Year's resolutions. And our resolution for this morning is this year I will do something about all of this stuff. Whoo boy, uh, man. So I will confess to start out, I'm not sure I'm the best person to be talking about this. Uh, my wife can attest to that. I told her this is the topic for the sermon this week, and she was like, Are you kidding? What are you going to say about that? Because I am pretty firmly in the camp of liking to keep and save and hold on to things. And so this idea that this year I will do something about all this stuff, she's like, okay, well, if you're promising, uh, let's get to work. If you were here at Christmas, you maybe heard me kind of talking and joking about this a little bit as I talked about our special family table. And I talked about how in my marriage and in what I've seen is in a lot of relationships, there's often like one person who is more of a saver, more of a keeper, who likes to hold on to things, whether it's for practical reasons or sentimental reasons. And then there's usually the other person who's like mean and terrible and makes you get rid of all your favorite things. Um... I'm the saver, obviously, uh, and my wife helps keep me from being on the Hoarders TV show where uh, we just have too, too much stuff. So it's good to balance each other out. And so when this is our theme, holy cow, we got to do something about all this stuff, I think, okay, what will I say this morning? And even more so, she's like, really, all week, she's like, no, really, like, what are you going to say about this? But here's the thing, even as a very committed saver and keeper of things that I am, I do understand that there comes a point where too much feels like too much, where all of a sudden all of that stuff can start to feel a little smothering, right? Those closets and drawers and storage rooms full of stuff are no longer kind of exciting and life-giving, but they start to feel like a bit much, like it starts to feel more like a burden, and that was certainly never the intention or the goal. And so this goal of actually getting rid of some of the stuff really does have some great value. And when we uh, read in the Bible, Jesus actually talks a little bit about our relationship with stuff. This idea of filling up your closets and holding on to stuff isn't new. It goes all the way back even to Bible times. Jesus is talking about it. And so in this uh, reading today, he tells a little story, a parable, one of those teaching stories that he tells about a rich farmer who has a really great crop one year. And uh, here's what uh, Jesus says in this parable about it. He he says, 
The guy who uh, is the farmer says, well, I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store up my grain and goods, and I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. All the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. So when I hear that, I really do not think that this is a straight-up condemnation of having stuff. I think that's the good news here. I don't think it's Jesus saying, you shouldn't have any stuff at all. Rather, I think it is more of a condemnation of that notion of building larger and larger barns, getting bigger and bigger closets to hold on to more and more stuff just for ourselves, not sharing, and putting off enjoying the things that we do have rather than enjoying the blessings that we've received all the way along. Jesus is calling us to enjoy the things that we have and share them. Uh, That's the calling for these things that we have been given. This stuff that we have is not to let it build up so much that it becomes a burden or something that we're worried about or that we think, oh, when when we have enough, did you catch that word in there? When we have enough, then we can be happy finally. Because the reality is, the truth, the dark truth is, there's never enough. We always want more. There's always just a little bit more that we could get. And the calling is to find some contentment with what we have and to be grateful and enjoy it all the way along throughout life. Because, after all, uh, this image here uh, says a lot, right? The old hearse pulling a U-Haul wagon. Uh, When it comes right down to it, uh, we can't take it with us when we die. And we know that. And yet, how much of our lives do we live like this isn't the truth that we actually know to be the case? I love this picture. I think it is kind of funny, but it also is a little bit convicting because I'm like, oh, I mean, that's not a big enough trailer, right? (laughs) I'm going to want to bring a little more with, in fact. And yet, of course, no. And so what is it that we can do in this life that we can hold on to that does last? How do we live life not thinking about, oh gosh, in the end, what are we going to have at the end of life? Uh, in the Bible, in First Timothy chapter 6, there's a couple of verses I think speak to this, how we are actually supposed to live here. It says, of course, there is great gain in godliness combined with contentment. For we brought nothing into the world so we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. God's calling us to be content with what we have, to enjoy what we have, rather than to get caught up in desiring more and more, keeping more and more, but to find contentment. That's where the real blessing is. I was thinking this week about uh, the movie and the book Where the Red Fern Grows. Y'all remember this movie or book? I'll I'll admit, I haven't read or watched the movie in years and years, but I was thinking about it because I remember, uh, you know, it's a story about this kid who has these 
raccoon hunting dogs, and it's about their adventures together. And I was thinking back to the scene in the chapter in the book where he gets his first raccoon. He traps his first raccoon that he's going to use to train the dogs. And the way he catches it is his dad teaches him this little trick that you can drill a hole in a log, and then you nail nails all the way around the top of the hole, and you make it the size so the raccoon can just barely fit his little paw in there. And then you put something shiny down in the hole, like a little trinket of some kind, shiny thing. And what will happen is the raccoon will slip his paw in there, grab onto the little trinket, ball up his paw, and then he can't get it out, right? Because it's big enough to get his empty paw in there, but his paw holding on to that thing. And so that's what the kid does, and he catches the raccoon because this crazy raccoon won't let go of that little trinket, and so you think about that, and you're like, you crazy raccoon. Is, is this little shiny piece of metal worth it, a little piece of tinfoil? Like, why would you just hold on to that so tight and just get, just let go, and you can be free, right? Crazy raccoon. And then I think about my stuff, and my own closet's full, and my little paw just holding on tight to all these little trinkets, when, you know, some of those I could probably let go and be free and be a little happier. And I think, well, maybe that raccoon's not so crazy. Or maybe we're all crazy, little raccoons, uh, happy to fill up our little paws, when in reality, sometimes letting go is the way to freedom. What Jesus says uh, in this other gospel reading is this. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. We know what it means to store up treasures on earth. Uh, that is, again, the closets and the drawers and all the places that we can tuck things. We know what it means to have treasures on earth, but what does it mean to have treasures in heaven? Uh, that's a bigger question and a tougher one to nail down. Jesus doesn't actually give a whole list of, here's what I meant by that. And so instead, you have to kind of look at the rest of Jesus' teachings. What does it mean to be treasures in heaven? And you look at the other things he's speaking about in this teaching even. He talks about not worrying about what you will have. He talks about praying. He talks about taking care of other people and caring for those around you. All of those things become the things he encourages us to do. And so I think in a nutshell then, these treasures in heaven include things like this. It's faith. It's good deeds. It's experiences, relationships, and appreciation for life. All of those things are things that moth and rust can't consume. No thief can steal them for you. They're eternal. They endure. They last. And so these are the things that we ought to find contentment in and to seek after. But so what are we going to do with all this stuff? <laughs> that then ultimately is the question. And I've admitted from the get-go that I am far from an expert in this. But fortunately, I really am grateful to have a wife who does kind of help me along the way with this, who helps to keep the closets from getting too out of control. And yet, it's an ongoing challenge for us, as maybe it is for you. 
A couple of years ago, we watched a show called uh, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo it's on Netflix. And she has this really great method of, you know, looking at all of your stuff, like maybe just starting small with one drawer, pull everything out and look at it, or maybe look at all your clothes and just go piece by piece and hold on to the thing and say, does this bring me joy? Does this spark joy anymore? And be honest about it. And if it does and you want to keep it great, put it in the keep pile And if it doesn't, you throw it away or donate it if it's still nice. And that practice, bit by bit, you kind of take little bites out of this pile of stuff. Now, granted, you might find some things like a can opener that doesn't bring me a lot of joy, and yet I kind of need to have it around. And yet even in that kitchen utensil drawer, I know I could dig in there and realize, oh, yeah, I probably don't need this spare can opener that doesn't really work anymore or you know you just go down the line and realize yeah man we are those little raccoons holding on to these little trinkets sometimes and maybe we do just need to be set free by letting go of some of it this calling of faith that jesus teaches about and that we read about in the bible is a calling to find contentment with what we have to share the things we have rather than hoard them, to enjoy the things we have rather than to just wait until some later time in the future where if I have this much, then I can be happy. If I can achieve this bit, then it'll be good. But to find the contentment here and now, to let go of the stuff that maybe once sparked joy but now is a burden. And so this year, I will do something about all this stuff. Maybe you'll join me in this challenge. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.